Fanboy Nation. This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 A fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. It is a beautiful Saturday afternoon leading into Easter in South Orange County. The sun's been shining all day. It's been gorgeous. We've done an Easter shoot with her dog. She's an author of Beneath the Muscle. She's been on reality television, movies, multiple time, too numerous to count bodybuilding champion, all around great person, Lauren Powers. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing awesome, Robert. Yes, quite an introduction. And it's been quite an epic day. We had six, six dogs, yeah. including mine, for a staged Easter shoot. <laughs> if anybody can picture how it is to get six dogs to sit straight, exactly perfect, wear bunny ears <laughs> with a backdrop. I'll just let you guys think about that for a minute. <laughs> and giant ostrich-sized eggs. Yes, as, as and props. bunny props. And, <laughs> oh, my goodness. And my dog's just recovering from back surgery. Yeah. So she looked petrified because yes. she's the smallest. Well, almost the smallest. Second smallest one. All yeah. of the dogs there. Well, Crystal weighs over 100 pounds. She's a, giant, a big dog. Isn't she huge? Yeah. She's a ginormous uh, golden retriever. And then her sister is not much thinner. Yeah. Not much smaller. M- much younger, but not much thinner. <laughs> Yeah, my girlfriend grows big dogs, as my mom would say. But yes, that was really fun. And then we went to the Spectrum, walked all around, yeah. had a four-hour wait time to get into Apple. Yeah, just to, <laughs> just to fix a cracked screen on a watch. Yes, so. we like blew that off. We're like, no, nah, not happening. So yeah, here we are back in my home. It's been a sunny, gorgeous day, like you said. Yeah. And it's Holy Week, baby. I'm not super nice. excited to be able to go to church tomorrow. I belong to an amazing church called Oceans in San Juan Capistrano. Anybody out there wants to find an amazing place to worship it rocks the who's who of oc is there <laughs> for real yeah. this really does it attracts young pretty people it's, okay. it's pretty neat but are, that are real you know right. not this fake phony shit we don't which like is that. expected from south county usually yeah, or at well, least the stereotype of the area yeah kind of <laughs> well it's all good though not yeah. everybody is well, no. You know, if you were, I wouldn't be in your house right now. That's right. But Hanging out all day. I, exactly. No, but on top of everything else, you have a new series that you're working on. You have you have a blog. You know, uh, Lauren Powers, the power or the Power Hour with Lauren Powers. That is correct. You know, we're on episode I think eight this week. I'm actually yeah. doing a live demonstration for self defense. Awesome. So yeah, I think women out there need to know how to protect themselves mm-hmm. and men. But, um, you know, you never know. The world's getting a little little crazy these days. Yeah. So just knowing a couple of tricks. Like, well, you do jiu-jitsu, right? Uh, yeah, I started up in jiu-jitsu first time in probably 10 years. My background's judo and wrestling. So, okay. you know. That's the moves. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. You know, the funny thing about it is I prefer grappling to striking. And people are like, why is that? And I was like, because I don't like getting hit. There you go. <laughs> I don't Down like here. getting hit. <laughs> so it's that thing. I don't do pain. Right. And it, well, I mean, it's painful, but you know, I'm not getting punched or kicked in the head, so I'm okay. This is correct. You know, MMA for you. Right. You know, I love watching it, love reporting on it. I miss sitting, yeah. I miss sitting ringside and cage side for the fights, but, uh. I've been there and yeah. done that once, mm-hmm. and I was like, I had the number one seat in the house <laughs> right next to the trainers that are, right. that are screaming at, mm-hmm. the, you know, the fighters and yes. this and that, and I could just touch the, the yep. gate or whatever it is. The, mm-hmm. The cage. Right. The Hooter girls were behind me, all that stuff. <laughs> it was crazy. And not a fan. It was yeah. too close and too 
violent. Man. It was crazy. The guy was flopping around like a fish. He, he broke his arm. Oh my god! It was like it was just kind of upsetting to me. But people love it. I can understand if you sat back maybe another ten, fifteen feet, you would have probably enjoyed it more. Yeah, because I was like, I was literally with the coaches and the guy with the Vaseline and the Q-tips. Yeah, you know, they run in after each fight, and yeah. there's the four of them there, mm-hmm. and then they change. So I got to see all the trainer and the the teams. For the the fighters, it was pros versus cons or something like that. Okay. I don't know if you remember that fight. It was at the L.A. Coliseum. It was okay. Huge. Yeah. We were one of the big sponsors, and so I had the prime seat because I was like the spokesmodel for the company. Right. So I sat in this awesome seat, and I got had my bodyguard and everything. It was it was crazy. Yeah. It was a really crazy times. They got me out of there before they ended because I heard it turn into pretty gangster style. Really? Like, oh yeah. Went, wow. went bananas. Not my scene, but I'm, I'm more of a peace chick. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But, yeah. You know. But on top of everything, yeah, else. the power hour with Lauren Power is super great. I've had the self defense coming mm-hmm. in, and then the following week, I've got another gal talking about being unstoppable for female entrepreneurs and for their life and the business. And then I'm actually going out on location, so it's exciting. I just, you know, I just built this from nothing, and it's taken off. And it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. I've always wanted my own talk show. Mm-hmm. So I'm just making my own. And with <laughs> well, the power of the, the internet, you can. Exactly. You know. Right? We don't have to wait for, you know, NBC to yeah. call you or ABC <laughs> or whatever to the major networks anymore. Yeah. Now we've got, like you said, the internet, internet, YouTube and Facebook, the fan page and I've got a private Facebook group. And so yeah, it's fun. It's just my own personal project, but I've got so many things going on. I've got that. I've got challenges. I've done a four or five day challenges mm-hmm. for, for people that want to get in shape. It's like the belly, the belly blaster and the right. booty buster and <laughs> body breakthrough <Right. laughs> to name a few Then I did a combo of all three booty belly and body. So it's fun. So I'm, I'll be launching those again, probably in the next, uh, probably in, in April I'm headed to a retreat in Jamaica in May. So Sounds awful. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I'm the, like the celebrity trainer for the week at the resort. So that'll be fun. So I'm going to start doing that too. Probably at least a couple times a year, do a fitness and, and, um, Faith and fitness retreats. Nice. Yeah. Well, you're adding faith to it. I mean, spirituality I has become a huge part of your life. It has. Uh, you had a, you know, uh, not like one of those movie moment conversion experiences like, like some people do, but you know, kind one, of, one kind day of. it was, it seemed like more of a slow progression from what you were telling me. It, it was, and then it wasn't. All of a sudden it just, I had like a revelation. Really, I've had um, some of the gals from church prophesize over me and give, give me words and, I'd been reading the daily devotions from, uh, Open Doors, Rick Warren's book to my, my challengers. Mm-hmm. And I asked for per- permission. Everybody, you know, I always ask, Hey, do you guys mind if I share this as a daily devotion? I'm committed to reading this every single day. It's just one page. It's super easy, but it's always meaningful for that day. And so I would ask my group and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And then it got to be a thing. And so then they were asking me, Oh, don't forget to read the devotion, you know? Mm-hmm. So it became, you know, a wanted, item and part of my, you know, like we do a Q and A and sharing and networking and all these kind of things, but reading that was, became a part of my programs. And so I was at church and I was talking to one of the gals and she's like, you know, you should do something for all of us oceans women. And I'm like, yeah, how about faith and fitness? It just came out of my mouth. I swear it was the Holy spirit just speaking through me because I was in the tent at church and it was just like, boom, faith and fitness. And since I said it and every time I say it, people are like, yes, yes, I love it. Great. Okay. Great. So now I know it's going to be next level. Right. I just know. I, I, I how can I not? And then and I, now you're going to have a bunch of professional bodybuilders or amateur bodybuilders at your parish. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the next pastor. Watch out. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I just really like it because I used my, one of my platforms were I choose me. Mm-hmm. 
because I do a lot of women's empowerment and I have found that so many women by nature are nurturers. Mm-hmm. So they take care of everyone else but themselves. Mm-hmm. And this has been a common thread in my travels and my past journey in, in this whole women's empowerment scene is that these women spend so much time building their business mm-hmm. that they forget about what themselves. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, the last thing they want to do is, you know, a crunch or a bicep curl, right? right. <laughs> or, you know, run on a treadmill or whatever it's going to take that they're exhausted. So my whole movement has been to change that mindset. But instead of putting themselves last, focus on putting themselves first. Mm-hmm. So it's called the I, I choose me movement. Mm-hmm. But then I had this revelation as well when I was speaking in front of a group, actually I'm on Zoom because of our world <laughs> situation right now, the pandemic, I mean pandemic, <laughs> which I said a lot. You can um, call it whatever you want. I, I'm not into censorship, so yeah. left or right views okay, are, are welcome with me. Perfect. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I just said, you know what? It's it's I choose me, but then I'm like, you know what? I choose God first, and then me, mm. and then you put those put that in 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 a perspective and prioritize it that way. That everything else thrives, mm. and it's just been almost it's like literally a movement. Mm. And now I'm finding and relating, and people are coming in my circle that are so faith based businesses, very successful, mm. and I think when you have God on your team, you can't miss. And why not choose that? You have nothing to lose. And if you think about it logically, it makes perfect sense to be a believer versus a non-believer. They say it takes more effort to be a, an atheist than it does to be a believer. If you think about it, like you have nothing to lose. If you if God promises eternity and atheist doesn't, why wouldn't you bet on eternity? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I mean, if you put it that way, I'm like my pastor said that from the stage last weekend, and I'm like. Exactly. That makes perfect sense to me. I'm like, why would you go so far the other way and not believe it? it, it it's just, I don't know. I just think logically and innately and I just know how I feel. And it's a personal choice and, and I call my God, God. Some people can choose whatever they want and, and that's okay with that. You know, it's, it doesn't affect me one way or another. However, that's been my personal choice and that's the people that I want to attract that have that faith and then they realize the importance of their health. Especially right now with yeah. what's happening. People are going down all over the place, mm-hmm. left and right. Yeah. Dropping dead. Even with the vaccine, they're dropping dead. So it's like, come on, people. You've got to really look at that because especially with the women that mm-hmm. they tell me all the time, I've been doing this for a long time, that everybody comes first and they feel guilty and feels like it's selfish if they don't put their children, their spouse, their home, their business Taking care of the family, cooking, laundry, like all of these things. Like the, let's put put this. The woman's usually the powerhouse of the family. Mm-hmm. Come on now. <laughs> but if they go down, what they don't realize that everybody they love and, and care for so much, they all lose. Mm-hmm. So it's a backwards thinking. And if you really analyze the mindset behind it, instead of putting yourself last, you need to put yourself first. It's the same thing like on the airplane where they say you you know you get in an. Uh, Plane crash, whatever, the oxygen mask right. strap. Who do you put it on first? Right. You put it on yourself first and then your, it's just everybody your else. Your child right. or yourself. Yes. Right. You just said it. You, you mm-hmm. So you're of service and you're good to the next person so you can help them. Right. It makes perfect sense. But this is also without being selfish in a sense because our culture has promoted so much self, selfishness that you are promoting taking care of yourself first 
but while being, being selfless. Exactly. Well, there's things called self-care and self-love, mm-hmm. and these are things that I'm a big advocate of. This is how I live my life. I mean, I've always been this way, and people have judged me. I've gotten slack about, oh, yeah, Lauren, you're always, you know, you're taking such good care of yourself all the time. You're going to acupuncture, you're getting massage, you're going to chiropractors, you're, you're getting your physicals, you're getting your blood work, you're doing this. You're always, you know, you're getting, you're going to the dentist, whatever it is, to take care of yourself, like the that seems selfish. Because God like, forbid you want to take care of your teeth. Too. Uh, hello. I'm like <laughs> selfish. Are you kidding me? That's being smart. Because if I go down, then all the people that I'm meant to serve lose. So for me, and I, I say this from stage and when I'm speaking to events and stuff, it's like, if I don't share my past and my experience and my journey and, and all that I've learned and the experience that I've been through, whether they're, you know, tragedies and triumphs, it doesn't matter with the people that need to learn what I have to say, then that would be selfish. Mm-hmm. If I kept it all to myself, in other words, right. like let's put it this way, you know I'm a 10-time t- bodybuilder champion, mm-hmm. right? Bodybuilding is very selfish. Yeah. Let's just get real. The mirror's only big enough for one of us. You know, I used to make yeah. a joke, like, you know, oh, Lauren, do you only go out with bodybuilders? I'm like, no, the mirror's only good. <laughs> right. Enough <laughs> room for one of us, right? right? You only date CrossFitters now, that's Yeah, what yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But... But no, because it is. It's all about, you know, your food, your diet, your posing, your tan, your hair, your makeup, your bikini, your all. It's a very, very you, 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 you. Mm. And I've lived half my life like that, worried about myself and, and winning shows. And, you know, it, it is. It's, I only had to worry about that. But now, like, I've been through leadership courses and all kinds of self-development over the years. And now I've realized my mindset has completely shifted. And now it's not about me anymore. It's about how I can serve others. Mm-hmm. So once I reflected out that I've already done the work, so I tell these women, I'm like, listen, I've already been there, done that, so I don't need to do, prove or do anything anymore. I have enough right. trophies. Hello, right? I've seen right. the trophies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're looking at them, right? I'm sitting there going, how how often does uh, it or how long does it take to dust those things? Yeah, too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, should have won so many shows. But the, the point is that when I shifted my mindset, then everything shifted for mm-hmm. me, and so now I consider myself not even a personal trainer anymore. I consider myself a custom physique designer. Mm. How do you like that? I dig it. Custom, Trademark that. Right? Custom physique designer. Yeah. I came up with a person. I hope no one steals it. All your viewers are going to hear that. Like, that's what I am. Yeah. But what that means is... Sorry, trademarked. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it goes way deeper than mm. lifting weights and all that. And my clients, they, they want to be bodybuilders. That's not the, my yeah. ideal client anymore. My ideal client is the, the professional woman... 40, 50, 60 years old, gained some, maybe some weight during COVID, like 90% of us have. <laughs> the gyms were closed, et cetera. We, we, you know the deal. Mm-hmm. And that just want to be, you know, tone and trim or flexibility, better balance, have more energy, better sleep, less stress, and feel good in their clothes, maybe get back in those skinny jeans, whatever their why is. I dive deep and find out what it is. What keeps them motivated? And I'm just there to inspire them and coach them along the way. Mm-hmm. And just with everything I've learned, I've got behind the scenes tips and tricks like no other. We've right. been doing this a long time. I've had abs for 20 something years. You know, you never. And that goes back to all the way to the skateboarding days. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's tips and tricks. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> a lot of tricks. But no, but I've done all the research. So if somebody wants to get in shape quickly with results that are proven, they can look at me and look, so well, okay, I obviously know what I'm doing. I walked around this way for years right. and I'm not 20 years old anymore. Hello, but I still look and feel like I am. And I think that speaks volumes. So like any of your viewers are looking for, you know, men or women, it doesn't matter. I don't discriminate, mm-hmm. but I'm just, 
I identify with more women because I've lived in the different bodies. And I also share this from stage, you know, some of my past did, you know, drugs and alcohol in the eighties. I think I told you that earlier, share with you. So I know what it's like to be in that body. Mm -hmm. I was super skinny, but unhealthy. But what I do, I changed it. I was, you know, heavier, a lot heavier, drinking tons of beer in Hawaii and the luau's and all that. Had a beer belly, you know, the young age, wasn't attractive, didn't like it. I'm like, okay, change that. I've been a bodybuilder with a big muscles. Mm-hmm. I've been a bikini model. I've been a swimwear runway model. Um, I've been a firefighter. Like, I've done so many different things. Mm-hmm. And my body changes based on my sport or my lifestyle, mm-hmm. really, or the combination of the two. And now the body I've created today, and I've actually custom physique designed it, is the body that I feel comfortable in. I feel powerful. I feel strong, not only physically, but mentally. And that's my mission and my purpose and my passion is to instill this into other women that they can have this kind of self-confidence and it comes with the self-love and the self-care, not being selfish, but seeing selfless and putting yourself first. And it's a whole trickle effect. And it's definitely works. It's proven. And this is what I stand for. And then the faith is just a whole nother bonus. It just takes it a whole nother level. So yeah, the new company's faith and fitness. I'm super excited. I've got calendars going out. I've got the shows coming up. I've got podcasts. Um, I've got training. I do VIP sessions at my home here. Um, I do them online. I've got a, can- a, a Canadian a client right now. She's on the, on the way to lose a hundred pounds. Good for her. Super proud yeah. of her. Yes. She was very heavy and. She's had all the surgeries and all the different things that you, you know you were asking me about earlier, and but she's got the mindset now and the winning attitude and losing that negative self talk. And I find that so many women, I mean, you'd be surprised. I know we all have it, mm-hmm. but to listen to that voice inside that you're not enough or you're not good enough, you're too old, you're too young, you can't do this, you can't do that. All that is all BS. Yeah. It really is. You have to delete that kind of stuff that's in your head and just say, you know what? I am fabulous. I am fierce. I am fantastic. I'm on fire and not let anything stop you. Right. And I think this has set me apart from most of my, you know, peers, especially women my age, that I have that confidence level. People ask me all the time, you know, like you come out on stage and you just smoke it. I've never been a big person with big legs and all the, you know, I've never dreamed to be a pro bodybuilder. We talked about this early at lunch. And I'm like, that's never been my dream. My dream is just to be fit and fabulous mm-hmm. and fierce and have fun. More all these Fs, right? At my 40, yeah. I didn't start until I was 40. <laughs> so I won my first show at 40, and a decade later, I won the same show. There you go. So that's called lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I never faltered in between. And of course, and then Hollywood calls, and you want to, mm-hmm. oh, you have an audition tomorrow at 5 o'clock on a Friday, right? Of course, it's, right. it's always those times. Of course. Right? In Hollywood. And I live in Orange County, so I have to two hours there, two hours back for a 10-second slate, right? right. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Or you're there for like an hour, you just have to wait. And then... Right, the wait time is longer than the audition, the, which is more killer, yeah. Every time, every time. It's all good. That's where I meet all my friends. I was like, all yeah. this, it's, seriously, there's usually a, a crew of us that audition all for the same stuff. It's kind of funny. Kind of, you know, if you look at anything that has to do with bodybuilders, there's, we're the same faces. Right. <laughs> well, I remember in an interview with Jake Cutler, it was, uh, I forgot who interviewed him, but uh-huh. he was talking about, since you, you know, you competed in the heavyweight division, mm-hmm. you know, diet and the calorie surplus that he had to be on. I mean, you know, I can only imagine what it is for women as well to be in that calorie surplus to get to that size. Yes. And then, you know, the cutting stage has to be atrocious. And when you stop competing at that level, you know, trying to refigure or reconfigure your diet to figure out where you need to be. 
there's, it's definitely a science to it. And the more you know, I think the more dangerous mm. you become. But for me, like I mentioned, I, I just stay consistent. Mm. So I never fluctuate over more than 10 pounds either way. So it's mm. never been a same thing. Like some of my friends I go through, I have mm. women bodybuilders that go up 50 and lose 50. And that's extreme. Mm. That's first of all, it's very hard on your body. Let's yeah. just face it. When <laughs> here's a little revelation most people don't know. When you're on stage, whether you're bikini all the way up to a heavyweight pro bodybuilder, you're probably at the worst <laughs> health of your life. <laughs> it's like the most unhealthiest thing ever because you jacked your system, you did sodium depletion, you're dehydrated, right? You always right. drop your water, like all these crazy things that people think they have to do. No carbs, so your brain is like Fogged out, you don't even know your name, and because if you see it, you see right. it happening. They're, they're like, "Oh, number forty-three, number forty-seven, switch," and they don't even know who's who. They're looking right. at themselves like, <clears throat> yeah. they're like deer in a headlight. Yeah. What? What? Have you seen that? It's because it's yeah. the carbs. Right. You can't think, right? Mike Hearn was the one that told me that first. Yeah, it's right because yeah. it's true. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I've seen it for years. I've been around <clears throat> a long time. You know, and you know, I own my own show. Mm-hmm. I, I know exactly what I'm talking about yeah. when it comes to competitions at all levels. <laughs> and this happens all the time, but it's so unhealthy. Right. You know, I've seen friends, I've been at the Arnold and one of my good friends, I'm not going to say her name, but she went down right in front of me and I, could, and I saw it happening. I'm like, she's crashing, she's crashing. Sure. I mean, she literally went down at, during prejudging, wow. went in the back end of, you know, going back to make sure she's okay. And they're IVing her and all this stuff, completely dehydrated. It's like taken to an yeah. extreme. Right. People have died backstage. Really? Somebody, yeah. Wow. They never say that. Yeah. Yeah. I was at an NPC show. Wow. Yeah, John Lindsay's like, shh, guy goes out in a body bag. For this is ridiculous. We were, gave his life for like a two dollar trophy. Wow. You know what I mean? Because the mindset of a competitor, especially at these levels, you get so crazy. You get so literally obsessed with it, and it's the food. Like you talked about, the diet, the supplements, the hydration, the water, the the bulking phase, the cutting phase, like prep. You know, prep work. I, I don't know. I did it for one season. I did five shows in a row and I kept going. So I had to manipulate my body in between each show not to, to lose. Mm-hmm. I did pretty good. And I had, you know, I had a coach who was from Finland and from Gold's Gym, she, um, Paulina Tallis at the time. She was known for the biggest quads like ever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, baby, give me one more. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's how she talked to me. Right. And she put me through, through and she knew what she was doing and I just listened to her. So, you have to be coachable, first of all, at that level and do and trust the people that are telling you what to do. But make sure that you, you're trusting the right people. I've seen so many competitors ruined. Their thyroids are shot, their adrenals are shot. These guys, their men coaches are putting these bikini girls on these crazy ass diets and supplements that they should not be doing. And it's, it's sad. It's a, it's a post epidemic thing after it's post competition. Mm-hmm. These girls come off stage or crying, like they get 17th place or something. They kill themselves for 21 mm-hmm. weeks. Like crazy stuff. I've right. seen craziness in this industry. Right. Not a fan of all that. I'm not a fan of the politics. I'm not a fan of the, you know, the games that they play and all the stuff that goes behind, behind the stage. And, uh, I don't know. I, I have, I know too much. <clears throat> right. I don't want to say too much. I'll get killed. <laughs> well, what's the difference between, say, your show and, you know, regulation wise in comparison to the other shows and like, how long yeah. is this talk? Reader's <laughs> <laughs> Digest version. Let's you know. put it this way. I'm known as the mm. show that gives back, mm. first of all, and I'm an athlete for the athlete mm. without the politics of the sport. Yeah. My athletes are judged for the physique they bring to the stage, 
that day. Mm. Not what they did last time, what they're going to do, who their coach is, what team they're on, who they're sleeping with. I mean, these are all criterias for the quote-unquote other shows. It's just common knowledge. I'm not bashing anybody or any organization. It just is what it is, and it's, it's, it has become that, and I'm just not a personal fan of that, so I chose to not run my shows that way. And, you know, I lasted, what, five five big years from four to six con- competitions a year. It's a lot. Yeah. It was too much. I'm one person going against ginormous organizations. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe you can just turn it into an annual show instead of five or six different uh, shows. And I did. I'm very proud that I did host the World Championships. The yeah. World Federation um, came over. I, I teamed up with them, and I actually was a judge for the U.S. And I flew to Cyprus. I flew to Ireland. Became, you know, I was a judge for the U.S., um, we did a show in Orlando, so I did three world championships in a row, and then I actually was honored to host my own in the USA. I was the first one in the USA, it ended up being the largest at the time, wow. with over 40 countries, with over 200 competitors, pro and amateur athletes, on my stage, and it was epic. It was three days, nonstop, all day. It was insane. There's a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. Judge, judges are fairly, the, the presidents of every country came, and they're the judges, and they're rotated out, and the international president and his son come and run it, and his team. So it was very professional. Um, they all came in their tracksuits from their countries, like Italy and Switzerland, and it was a, it was amazing. Japan, like Lithuania, like it, it was really cool to see. And That's they all wanted awesome. to come to our. They all wanted to come here. It was amazing. South Africa brought like. 60 athletes or something. Wow. Australia, another 60 something. I mean, it was epic. Wow. Epic. Yeah. It was really neat. All the tanning going on and I had the weights all backstage and <laughs> tickets. I had an expo with it and yeah, Coach Millie. We covered one bodybuilding show and I don't, I don't want to say which one it was, but, uh, we, we went into the restroom and the funniest sign I had seen. Was that they wipe taped the toilet it. seats down? <laughs> no, no, yeah, put down, da- put down, you know, the seat covers. Paper, but I was like, who goes to a public restroom without putting down the seat covers? Well, it's you because know? the tanning sticks to the seats. <laughs> it could be a mess because they were all tanning. That was the hilarious. Tanning, yeah. yeah, the tanning could be a mess. So it's become a, an issue. Because right. I'm but, surprised people don't like put the tan the tanning solution or the cream or whatever right. it is. You know, the day before or two days before. So, no, so day up. Yeah. Day up, baby. Yeah. It's been, cause now they airbrush. Mm-hmm. When I was competing, you had to tan for like a, the beds for right. like a week, a good week ahead of time. And but I, then, I'd expect them to like let it set. You know what I mean? No, things have changed, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's a crazy sport. It's, right. you know, I used to say, I wish I took up golf. <laughs> Because it, it actually pays money, right? Because it, it seems like there's more risk than reward when it comes to it. I mean, the there's dehydration, a, you know, the shredding, the it's, the cutting aspect, and everything else. It is. There's a lot to it, and and it, like I said, it's a selfish sport. You have to want to do it, mm-hmm. otherwise, it's not worth it. Right. And you need to do it for yourself, and not do it for the judges that don't even know you. Right. And people take it too seriously. And I've seen a lot of people get very depressed afterwards, and that to me is sad. You know, when I competed, I did it for fun. I was always joyous. I wasn't carb depleted. I drink water up to the show. People used to hate me because I was always so happy backstage. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm in it. You know, what's if it becomes a nightmare, it's, then I'm not going to do it. Right. Until I st- stop enjoying it, I'll quit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
But to me, I just like to entertain. That's been my gig. If you look at any of my videos or any of my things, I have fun with it. I'm entertaining. I never had a routine. I just completely would wing it. <laughs> and because then I didn't, <laughs> and I'll tell you the secret is because then I didn't have to, one, I didn't have to practice. And two, I could never forget it. Right. Right? Mm. So if you don't have something structured, I do the same thing with my speaking gigs to this day. I've never had a signature speak. I'm not a scripted speaker. I just get up and speak from the heart. And I'm very transparent and very open and just let things flow through me. And so far, so good. I mean, I've won awards and all this stuff. Yeah. I was in India and got two years in a row awards from cinema and media was one of them. And for Women Economic Forum for um, Women of Achievement. Right. So, yeah, I'm very proud of those. Without being a speaker, I just won an award a couple of weeks ago for um, being a trailblazer for women's empowerment. So whatever, you know. You know, you're going to need a separate house for all these trophies. And yeah, I know, I know. It was really funny because what the gal that's, you know, she was an honoree before me. She goes up, she goes, oh, I, I'm shy and I don't like awards and, and da, 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 da. And then they say my name. I'm like, I go dancing up there. I'm like, oh, I'm not shy and I love awards. <laughs> Because it's it's not recognition so much for for me is to show other women is right. is my intention. You know what I mean? That it's that you can do this. You set your mind. You can do just about anything you want. Mm-hmm. And I told you on the car wait, like anything is possible. Right. Anything. And then you've got you know God on your side. Then you've definitely got a power player. Right. <laughs> right. So why not team up? You know that makes it just makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just super super happy that the fitness thing has been great. Um, it's my lifestyle. I chose that now. It seems to be my lane to stay in, to help and empower other women, you know, my age or around there to just have a better mindset around their own personal health mm-hmm. because it is so, so important and it is important to make it a priority, not a last afterthought, you know, go to the gym, you know, once a week or something. It's not enough. You have to take care of yourself and, and it helps because without your health, really at the end of the day, what is your wealth? Mm. I know a lot of rich people that are very sick. Look at Steve jobs. Hello. Mm. You can't buy it. Yeah. And then here's a funny thing is so many people I see, especially where I live, that people work so hard building their wealth. Then they spend their wealth trying to get their health. (laughs) It's backwards. I don't know. I consider myself a pretty smart and logical person Mm. that no, why don't we take care of our health so we can, gain wealth and have both without, you know, um, giving up one for the other. Right. And happiness. Well, like your last guest on the power hour, I don't remember her name, a redheaded lady. Um, you know, she talked about losing weight and getting back in shape because she did all those sports and she had all those. Oh, that's right. That's correct. Yes. And, you know, and got her life back on track that way. That's right. Um, you know, is this a trend? She's also my client. <laughs> yeah. But is this a trend that you've been noticing is that yes. more people are finally waking up to it? Like that was the blessing in disguise from the pandemic? Because it doesn't seem that there was too much health promotion going on. You know, stay inside, wear a mask, How don't go zero? outside. What's that? How about zero? Yeah. No one yeah. ever told you to boost your immune system. Right. But no one said, you it's know. Wear your, like you just said, wear your mask, get sicker, mm-hmm. breathe in your own carbon dioxide. And- Stay six feet away from everybody. Makes no sense. But also the fact that, like, I didn't hear anybody other than, you know, one fitness company that promotes home video mm. fitness, you know, selling their stuff. But, like, you know, you didn't hear, 
do yoga at home, do push-ups and squats, do, Never. you know, get a jump rope, whatever else. The smallest you thing know. that's easy and anybody can, yeah. can, can do it. Yeah. Peloton made a killing though, so I'll, yes, I'll give did. them credit for that. But. Yes, they did. They're probably the number one thing that really pushed because people just thought that was the end-all be-all answer. Yeah. But there's free YouTube videos all over the place on anything you need to do. Right. On everything. Pilates, yoga, dance, Zumba. Right. I mean, Calisthenics. All, any yeah. of it. Or just moving. You know, I just promote movement. People don't need to hire me to get in shape. Do they want to fast track? And, you know, I pretty much know quite a bit what I'm doing. Hello. Then that's great. And yeah, I, you're only a 10-time champion. What I are you know, talking about? I know. What's wrong with me? Come back Come back and talk to me when we got five more. I know, right? <laughs> I know. That's a whole other story. It's like, hello, I did stop at one. I'm like, yes, I needed to prove it to myself ten times and over the years. So I finally figured out, instead of me paying to compete, I became the promoter. Now they pay me, right? There I'm you like, go. Yeah. Just did, took, took, took me a while. <laughs> but I had to earn that. I had to earn the respect right. and, the, and, and the timing and everything else. And finally, just like I said, I got fed up with the politics of the sport. I couldn't stand it. So I'm just like, well, I'm just going to create my own. Mm-hmm. And I've had people now reaching out to me right now going, are you, when are you going to do your next show? So people are asking for it. Am I going to do it? I'm not sure. I haven't committed to it yet. Um, my heart is more in the women's empowerment right now because I'm in the speaking world and the coaching world and, and just leveling up. And instead of competing and comparing yourself to other women, I'm all about collaborating and lifting and literally empowering other women up mm-hmm. instead of tearing each other down. Right. And it's a big movement, and I, I firmly believe it. You know, I've been judged my whole life for just being different. I mean, hello, I walk around with 15-inch biceps. People tend right. to stare. And I just love it because if people, they don't like it, then it's it's on them. It has nothing to do with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's I've been dealing with naysayers my whole life. I've, there's stories about it in my book, mm-hmm. which I think we need to give your uh, listeners a free, free book. All right. If you want to give away a free copy, signed copy? Yeah, they have to go to the website and sign up for it. Um, it's beneaththemuscle.com. Simple. That's the title of the book. It is on Amazon. It is an Audible. I've gone through all of that nightmare. <laughs> you had to narrate it yourself for that Oh, my gosh. Was, God, talk about behind the scenes. That is probably the worst couple of days of my life. It was so hard to do. And so give people that read those because mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it myself. Right. My publisher was like, it has to be. My voice, hello, is so distinct. Right. They're like, your, your fans know your voice. Like, you can't hire somebody. It has to be you. I'm like, no, I don't want to. Don't make me. He's like, nope, you have to do it. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's actually the first time I really even read the final copy. Yeah. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> so I read, don't tell anybody. So I read that. No, it's not on the record or anything. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> In a little tiny soundproof box that was hotter than hell. Your voice is already, my voice is already hard enough. And it's just like trash because it hurts because you're, you're reading, it's emotional, you you can't make a noise, there's no air in there because the fan, you know, has to be quiet, it's soundproof, it's this little room, my computer's sliding off the this little music stand thing, you have the mouth, it was just insane. Each chapter I come flying out of there like I can't breathe, right. like I've been underwater the whole time, like it's like, <gasps> trying to drink in my sore throat tea, it was just crazy. Dehydrating yourself for competition. Yeah, yeah, this was just, this was worse. <laughs> I'd rather be on stage than in a soundproof box. And the guy's outside, because every time you make a mistake, you have to snap your fingers mm-hmm. so it, the editor yeah. can fix it. Oh, my gosh. It was just crazy times. But anyway, so it is available on that. But for your listeners, if they want to get a signed copy, they just go to, um, you know, www.beneaththemuscle.com and then fill in the information, and we'll send them a hard copy signed by me. 
Um, I need their address and all that good stuff. Right. But yeah, I'd love to to do that. That's awesome. A lot of my stories are in there. But it's not about me just going, you know, listen to me. It's about how I can impact and influence your life. Right. So there's a workbook, actually, after every single chapter that has questions on whatever you just read about my story, how it reflects to your story, mm-hmm. and how you can, you know, better yourself or level up. And it's got amazing reviews. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm quite proud of it. It did go number one in not one country, but 11 countries. Congratulations. Thank you. So it's an international bestseller in 11 countries across 98 categories. Wow. 98 categories? Yeah. I didn't even know there were 98 categories, but apparently, yeah. apparently there is. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm guessing fit, fitness, autobiography, and then self-improvement. Those are the first three that I could think Wellness, of. Wellness, motivation, I don't even know all the categories. And all the subcategories and everything. All of them. Wow. Um, That's sobriety awesome, stuff, because mm-hmm. I talk about being, you know, t- t- sober and my journey there. And it's like, every story is real, but it's how I overcame that. Mm-hmm. So it's always a twist of positivity, because right. that's what I believe in. And sobriety is a big one to overcome, especially being sober for over 20 years. Yeah, 26. I'll be 27 in a couple months. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's pretty hard when I'm only 28, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You know, well, that yes. one year on the bottle, you know. Yeah, I know. So. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, that is, you know, that's a big deal. And I attribute to, you know, my whole health mm-hmm. journey with that. And, you know, that definitely helps. But it's, you know, it's a personal thing. It's not easy. A lot of these things aren't easy. And I don't discredit anybody mm-hmm. for what, what their journeys are. Mm-hmm. But I'm just here to let people know that you can overcome just about anything. And you've seen it. We hear it all the time. And, you know, I've been on a lot of speaking tours where you hear people's message or their mess really becomes their message. Mm-hmm. A lot of the famous speakers have been like flat broke or like all these like tragic things right. and they turned their lives around and now they're on stage speaking to millions of people, empowering their lives and coaching them and doing all these things. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It really is. And so it's all about just being vulnerable, I believe. And I did speaking of that book, I, Another crazy thing I decided to do after I did the audible thing that was a nightmare, then I decided to, through the the virus deal, lockdown thing, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to read a chapter of my book on Facebook Live mm-hmm. out loud every week. Well, that was a crazy idea because I was so vulnerable. I, I cried like in every single chapter. Right. But it was so raw. It was so real. It was just a, a, a It was like I was reliving these things. So it was my life. And again, it was the first time I really read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the final copy, like straight through, without being chapter by chapter. You know, writing but, it is one thing. It's going reading back and it and then reading it, it live in front of like you don't even know who's watching because it's right. Facebook. You don't see the viewers. Like, yeah. it was also on Zoom too, so I had some interaction with some of my friends. But it was, gosh, it was. Let's put it this way: I made the word vulnerability my superpower, mm-hmm. and I changed that from thinking it was a weakness to making it my strength. And then again, that empowered me. And I think more people connected with me at that level because they look at me like, oh, well, she's just Wonder Woman. She's a superhero. Look at her. She's nothing bothers her. She's, you know, it's like rainbows and, and, you know, unicorns in her life. But not so. You know what I mean? I've been through a lot just like everybody else. And I've, you know, created this whole life on my own. And everything I have, I've earned myself. Mm -hmm. And so I work hard for every single thing I have. And so I respect my things. Nothing's been given to me. They're like, oh, she's a millionaire. Look at her. And we're Escalade and a Mercedes and her Harley and and all this stuff. 
bullshit, man. I bought my stuff. You right. know what I mean? I worked for it. I toured all over the world, like doing, you know, traveling and doing all these crazy things for years to get where I'm at. And a lot of stuff's been taken away from me, you know? Well, is the first step being vulnerable to changing everything or is the first step having to hit rock bottom? Cause some people can't do anything till they hit that, that level of, of despair. That's true. And you hear that a lot of that as far as, um, in sobriety, they call it your bottom. For me, I think it's both. Um, I realized I wanted to change and I was meant for more, first of all. And then going down the path of, you know, continuing to party the way I did, it was fine for the time and then it ran its course. Mm -hmm. I got party like a rock star. Come on now. I'm in jets and yachts and limos and, you know, living in Hawaii, like a big shot and, you know, flying back and forth and whatever. I was in those days in eighties. It was popular. But then, you know, as I got older, I'm like, gosh, this is no way to live. You know what I mean? It just got to be where it's no fun anymore. Mm -hmm. As my mom said, when the consequences are higher than the fun, it's time to make a change. And that goes for anything in your life. Right. I think that's very a wise thing to say. And when that really hit home for me, I'm like, yeah, this isn't fun anymore. When it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just got to be no fun. So I made a decision. I'm like, I need to change. And so I didn't know anybody that was sober. I didn't know anything. I thought the big book was like a very large book. That's a book of Alcoholics Anonymous, right? It's called the big book. I just thought it was some large book. I had no clue. I didn't know anything until I just, until I did. So you show up to a meeting. Correct. And then I'm like, and then they say the same prayers every time. I'm like, okay, what's next? Like, it's the same thing over and over again. It's repetition. But anyway, it's, but it's changed my life. And so, you know, that's, I'm not anonymous about that because I want to empower other people that they look at me and they're like, wow, they see me on TV or see me on all these shows, like you mentioned, and you know, commercials or whatever I've got going on that they can do it too. You know what I mean? But you have to decide just like in anything, you have to decide to get fit. You have to decide to like, you're going to change your nutrition style. You have to decide you're going to take better care of yourself. You have to make that decision and then you have to take action Mm -hmm. and commit and take a stand for yourself. And these things are, this is what I coach on. I'm very adamant about these things because I've done it in my own life and I've done it for others and seen the results. And that's what all I'm about. I'm about totally helping others achieve their goals and get results for what they want and for themselves, mainly in health on a physical and mental fitness. Mm -hmm. It's both. Right. It's not just one or the other. That's why, you know, I can, I, the, the workout part, I can do that in my sleep. That's mm-hmm. easy for me. That's just a no brainer. Right. It's the stuff that goes behind it. Like, why did you let yourself get to where you're at? Why isn't the weight falling off? Why are you talking to yourself these things? What caused those root mm-hmm. deep triggered problems that we need to eliminate and work through them and erase the limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and that negative self talk? Cause once you do that, the rest is falls into place. You've done it yourself. Right. You know what I mean? So you, I'm still going too. You're so. still going. I know. It's a, it's a process. Yeah. You know, you didn't gain this weight in a day, so it's the same thing. It felt like it though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. That's a whole other story. Yeah, you're not alone. So everybody that comes to me feels the same way. They're like, oh my God, Lauren, I gained 50 pounds during COVID. I'm like, well, now, now it's time to make a shift. Right. But you have to decide again. And that's all it takes, you guys, is just a decision, making a commitment, taking a stand, and following through and taking action. Like, I can't do it for you. I've already done it. Like, right. This woman look at me like, well, I'm going to look like you. And I'm like, it's never going to happen. You know what I mean? This is years and years. This has been a lifestyle right. for years. You know, like back from when I was a kid, I was a pro, pro skateboarder. Then I owned a surfing school. Then I was a firefighter. Like, 
I'm a, I wakeboard, I surf, I water ski, I snowboard. I right, do really boring crazy, stuff. Yeah, boring. <laughs> you know, jump out of airplanes, jump, do bungee jumps, like whatever. I do it right and do it fast and furious, <laughs> literally. Right. Now I do it with faith, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. That, you know, they get intimidated by me. And I'm like, don't be intimidated by me. Be honored to work with me because I know what the right. heck I'm doing. Another F word, right? <laughs> it's true. So I'm really, you know, I have to shift the mindset in my own marketing and all this kind of stuff because, you know, I, what I found through feedback, another F word, is that a lot of women, especially my age, aren't very intimidated by me. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, she's 10-time champion and works for J-Lo. That's never, that's great for her, but it's never going to work for me. Like, it's too unattainable. But I'm here to say no. I know what I'm doing, and I take you from wherever you are in your health. It doesn't matter if you're 50 pounds, 100 pounds overweight, or you want to lose that last 10. Or you want to become a bikini mm-hmm. competitor or a bodybuilding com- competitor. I can do it all. Mm-hmm. Right? And you and have on your own. I have, and I can do everything mm-hmm. in between. So I'm here not to intimidate. I'm here to, to inspire. Right. Big difference and have an impact. And motivate and all of that and keep you accountable. That's all this is, is accountability with this, building a community. So, you know, I'm doing the whole, the whole package. So it's a lot of fun and it's my purpose now. It's my total passion. Everything I do is surrounded and and for this reason, I'm talking to you today because I want to get this message out. Right. Because it's fairly new, especially, you know, the faith and fitness is brand new. You're one of the first person I'm telling right now on a, on a platform such as this. And so. This is just the beginning, my friend. This just the awesome. beginning. Look the F out. <laughs> <laughs> this equal to beneath the muscle is four, the 14 Fs. Uh, <laughs> right? Hours. And it's, the, the tagline of that is unleash your inner champion. Because I believe that we're all champions inside. We just need to find that and tap into that and follow that. And when you follow your purpose and you know your passion and you're here to serve, mm-hmm. you get those in that order and you have your faith in order. Then the rest is easy. Mm-hmm. You just implement. Right. And there's strategies and everything for that. You know, there's coaches for every thing in business now. I'm finding there's 10,000 coaches for each piece of this thing. Believe me, it's like my inbox is inundated with right. people with their programs and all that, especially now because everything is on, online. Yeah. Well, but the good news is there's a lot of information available to folks that you just have to reach out and look for what you want, know what you want. That's the first thing. A lot of people don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. I, I think the problem is the culture created the participation trophy. <laughs> and I, I think that that killed so many different aspects of life. Like, say we both went out for soccer. We're not yeah. equal. Right. <laughs> but let's say we're, you know, we're both 12 years old and we're training for soccer. Right. And I'm awful at it and you're great at it. So you make the team and I don't. Okay. I can either do one of two things. Try to get better to make the soccer team later. Right. Or be the way you should do it. Right. Or find something else that I'm really good at. Because what if I end up being really good at the saxophone? And I didn't know I was that musically inclined. Exactly. And now I'm an amazing saxophonist, you know, and I can play the sax and you can play and, soccer. So you're a better soccer player than I am, but I'm a better musician than and you. And I are. can't play the sax for right. shit. <laughs> right. You know, no, and I think that took away from people discovering Their talents gifts. that they didn't know they had. We're all gifted in different areas, and I think the key to life is find out your purpose mm-hmm. and your passion and your special gifts. Like my my gal that weighed over 400 pounds, her voice, she's so gifted, she's an opera singer. I said, wow. are you kidding me? I didn't know that. And I said, have her do it. She blew me away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
that is such a gift from God that you are meant, you have to share that right. with others. You're meant to be a voice coach. Are you kidding me? Right. No, that's a gift. I never said I can't do that. I'd be just put a gun to my head. Right. Right. Like, I can't sing in the shower. I can barely talk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, I definitely have a, like people just say, well, what reality show are you going to be on next? I'm like, well, let's put it this way. I have a much better chance on dancing with the stars than the voice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I am not a singer. I work with the singers. I don't sing. Right. <laughs> I'm the backup bitch. <laughs> Seriously. You're like, I got a karaoke mic and I sing in the shower. That's Yeah, not even that. <laughs> a lip sync. <laughs> I can, I can move and fake it and entertain right. like the rest of them, but not, not the voice. Well, I have an actual nodule on my, on my trachea that causes my voice. People think, oh, she's done so many steroids and all this crap. It's not that at all. I have a benign growth, which they can remove, but I'm like, I don't want throat surgery. So right. I'm like, you know what? If it's not going to hurt me, it affects my voice, obviously. Right. But it's, but it's I, not painful either. It's not painful. Okay. And I'm like, F it, right? This, this is my voice. You don't like it. Don't listen to me. It's just that simple. Right. But it's distinct. I like it. I made money off my voice. There you go. People like it and they know it's me. That's why I had to read my dang book. Because <laughs> <laughs> people like know my voice. Right. I used to have a, a gal that booked all my appointments as me. And people, my fans would go, well, this isn't Laura. I'd like to bust her all the time. She's like, no, 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 I'm her assistant. I'm just making your appointments for this before Cal and the link and all that stuff came out. <laughs> well, so crazy. Life is good. It's all good. That's the important thing. Yeah. You got to live in, in gratitude. If you see my sign right here on yeah. the couch, gratitude, being grateful. And what I find is, you know, people that are miserable and they're always complaining what they don't have mm-hmm. instead of looking around and being grateful for the things that they do have. Right. Like they woke up that day. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. Yeah. They can get out of bed and literally have two legs to walk. Things like that. Running water, electricity. Yeah. yeah. Like, right? Things that you take for granted. Right. Stop taking things for granted and be grateful and your life shifts. Mm-hmm. It just does. I'm, I'm a total fan of all of that. I, I live it. I coach it. I preach it. And it's just becoming stronger and stronger with that whole belief, you know. The G words are God and great gratitude. <laughs> I like it. Things are great, right? G G G. That was true, and people forget. You know, we're so busy hustling and keeping up with the the neighbor type of thing, and you look at Instagram and you want to look like these models and stuff. It's all crap. It's all a front. Things. You guys get real. Reality TV, I've been on enough things and it's not real at all. We talked about that at lunch. This stuff's scripted. It's crap. They make up stuff for sensationalism. I've been a victim of it more than once. My mom's been set up more than once. My mom's so funny. She, they tried to interview her on the last show and she probably wouldn't even open her, she wouldn't even like give them anything. Really? They're like, we can't, <laughs> we don't have a show if you don't speak. Like, she's so scared now because right. they know, she knows how they twist words and co- combine you know, statements that you say and mix it with another one and change the meaning completely. Right. And it happens all too often, but I guess the general public hasn't figured that out yet. Well, but I'm here to tell you. <laughs> well, speaking of your mom real quick, I was going to ask, yes. what was her reaction when she read your book or heard the audio version of your book the first time? Well, the first time I was written, it wasn't in, um, I had a ghostwriter and it wasn't, it was great. It was brilliant writing, but it wasn't enough of me. Mm-hmm. So we actually had to rewrite it and I had to sit down and do every chapter is my statements, my voice. I had to do all the voice memos like we're doing now, just taping everything and then sending it and going over and going over it. And then of course she read the rough drafts and stuff before we went to print to make sure and my whole family was involved with it. My, you know, my aunt is a writer. She wrote a lot of excerpts to it. Um, I dedicated to my cousin and my grandma 
and you know my whole family is in my dad like so that's a family thing mm-hmm. but you know I'm an only child and so I was close with my cousins and my aunt of course and my grandma was like the rock of my family so I dedicated the whole book to her so it's you know my family was behind the whole thing and yeah I, I've lived my whole life very um, transparent and open mm-hmm. you know I didn't hide anything that sex drugs and rock and roll all of that was very open and I've I'm proud of how I live. You know what I mean? I didn't hide anything. Cause mm-hmm. I just, I don't know the difference and I'm not malicious. I'm not vindictive. I don't understand that crazy behavior. I never have. So I've been hurt a lot because of that. My mom's like, because you don't understand, you don't have a vicious bone in your body. So you don't understand when things happen to you, people take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. It hurts you. And it's sad. It makes me cry. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit better in my older age, but <laughs> I don't want to change too much. Cause people say, Lauren, you have the biggest heart ever. You're so transparent. People just love you. You're like a magnet everywhere you go. Everybody wants to get to know you. Everybody does know you. And nobody has a bad thing to say about you. So I think I'm doing something right, right? <laughs> You're here. You're I'm hanging here. out. <laughs> I'm here. We're hanging out. You chose me, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're hanging out. We had a beautiful day. Yeah. So, you know, that's, a, that's how I just live. And, and that's what I want to share with other people. And I don't care who you are. You know, if you're an A-list actor to a regular, you know, Joe Blow, it doesn't matter. We're all the same. Right. We just are. We're all just people. And it's how we interact with each other and, and our attitudes and how gracious we are. And like, I like to treat, you know, people all the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, you know, I've got the pictures with JLo and Lady sure. Gaga and Katy Perry and Iggy Azalea and they all want their pictures with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not the other way around. Katy Perry grabbed my phone and she grabbed it and she's like, let's do a selfie. And then I'm like, can I get your, and she goes, no, because it was a secret what she was wearing. You know, mm-hmm. you know, some yeah. of those roles, you know, Justin Bieber, I got moved three times to be the, prime seat, you know, sitting there out of like, you know, 150 people on set. Right. I saw the director keep moving me. I'm like, oh God, here comes the pay. I'm sorry. Can we just move you again? No, I'm like, you know, you're just, right. you're just, you do what they say. Like I'm just on set. So long as they're moving you forward, not backward. Well, that's just it. Okay. It was, I was very grateful because then I ended up right next to the stand in which we know right. that's the best spot <laughs> for airtime. You know, so just fun things. I think, you know, good things happen. And I think when you just live your life in with good intentions, live in gratitude, realize anything is possible, go for your dreams, don't let anybody stand in your flipping way, and follow your purpose, do your passion, share with others, be there to serve, focus out versus in, that's not being selfish, take care of your health, put God first, you got it going on, can't miss, guaranteed, 100%. What made you finally pull the trigger on the Power Hour show, like? You know, it was a long time coming. You always want to be a talk show host. Correct. But what was like the day that you sat down and you're like, boom, we're going to start this next Tuesday. That's it. We're done. We started on a Monday. (laughs) Um, God, how did it start? Well, I did a summit during the pandemic because I couldn't leave my house. And so I interviewed 30 top professional women from all over the world. This literally all became my friends. They're the top founders and CEOs of all women empowerment organizations. From Women, Econo- uh, Women Economic Forum from India, Dr. Harbina Aurora, she's like my mentor. She said yes to my show. Sandra Yancey is the founder of E-Women. Um, Shelly Hunt is the founder of Global Women. I had Mikaela, who is the director of Global Women of LA. I had Caprice, who is the founder or this, um, director for Heart Link for Women. Like all the women's groups, I meet the CEO of the founder, and that's just how I roll. And so I just asked them to be on my show, and they all said yes. 100% of the people said yes. Forbes Riley, like, 
I had everybody on my show. Um, 30 people was epic. So that started, so I started interviewing them. So with this, with the summit and it was a 30 day summit and they were hour, hour long. It was on how to be healthy, wealthy, and happy without sacrificing one for the other. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of kept that same theme, but now I like it with live mm-hmm. and I have guests that come to my home in my home, my studio here that I built, which you've seen. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I'm going, like I said, I'm going out on location. I'm bringing people out for demonstrations. So I'm just going to keep evolving it to see where it goes because right. I like it. It's not a big money maker or anything like that. It's basically a give to let other women get their message out mm-hmm. that otherwise may not be heard. Right. Will, it's not like you're busy enough. At, anyway. I know. Let me just add <laughs> one more thing onto my plate. I know. Trust me. It's uh, crazy, but, but it's fantastic. Busy people can do more. Yeah. That's how it goes. And then it's turned into a podcast on Apple, Amazon, iHeart, Pandora, Stitches or whatever it's called. I don't know. It's everywhere on a podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just happening. And, and another way that helps. So I did hire a team. I used to do everything myself. And I finally have an amazing team and they're helping with a lot of the stuff, the graphics and the technical and the social media and all the hashtagging. And so they're helping me build on a very professional level. And so me just half-assing it, you know, winging it. Right. So I'm ready to level up, you know, my game as well. Cause I know I have it on a mission and I know I'm making a difference for other women and some men and, you know, just keep living my life and, and keeping happy myself. That's a full-time right. job in, it, in itself, keeping my own self-care up. Yeah. You know, I, sometimes I don't have time to train and practice exactly what I preach because I'm so busy giving. But, you know, like I said today, before we even left, I'm like, okay, I got to do my, you know, finish up here. Right. Yeah, you had, you had like three sets left of your, yeah. of your workout. I'm like, no, I'm going to finish these last three sets yeah. and then we can go. That's like, right. Sure. That's dedication. Yeah. And that's the priority and that's... T- Doing what I set out to do. And that's another thing, you know what I mean? If I, if I set an intention, and I certainly, if I put it in my calendar, that's, then it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. And then all we have at the end of the day is our integrity. Right. And I'm a big fan of that. You blow your integrity with me, you're shot, you're done. I, my, my tolerance at this game, <laughs> where I'm at in my life, I have like zero tolerance for nonsense. I don't have time for it. There's too many good people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you don't like me, then don't talk to me. It's just simple. If you do, come around, hang out with me. I got a lot to share. That's how I look at it. You know, I have to because there's, my mom's even told me too. She's like, you have not even enough time for all the people that love and support you and care about you than the people that, you know, don't waste your time on people that don't see your mission or don't jive with you. You know, I'm not out to please right. everybody. Yeah. Just about 99.9. That's about. <laughs> <laughs> I made one mistake in my life. You know, I had to use a racer. I don't know what that's called. A racer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, I mean, it's that integrity thing though. I had a gal question my integrity and, and she's, she's out. Mm-hmm. Like it's that simple behind my back. Not, not a fan of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you don't tell the truth and mm-hmm. make up stories and all that. Come on. Nobody needs to do that anymore. Just right. be real. Cause I'm real. You see, I'm as real as you get. Yeah. And the vulnerability thing, I think that is a superpower and it's got me to where I'm at and just being vulnerable and sharing my message, you know, saying, yeah, I did tons of drugs in the eighties like everybody else. And I had a blast. I have no regrets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is all these things have built me and created who I am today mm-hmm. and they've become my strengths now instead of my weaknesses. And now I can see that in other people and meet them where they're at. And I think that gives me a huge leap over my competition because I've been and done so many things and literally experienced so many things 
in so many arenas and, and traveled the world and it just had this amazing colorful life, if you will. Right. I didn't go down the traditional path. Was there a lot of sacrifices? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I sacrificed, you know, the, the husband with the 2.3 kids and the white picket fence. I do not live that lifestyle. Right. But that was by choice. <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? So I choose, and this is where my power comes in, and I share this with others, especially other women that, you know, think they have to do certain things. No, you don't have to do anything. You get to choose what you want to do. You choose it. You do not have any relationship, change it. You don't have it with your career, change it. You know, choose you. That's what that whole message about I choose me came in because so many women, they forget their power. And we all have power. We're all champions inside. So I promote championship. I'm not talking about getting trophies and all this right. stuff. That's just a, you know, a metaphor. I mean, I physically did it, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all good. But you know, in, in 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 real life, I believe if you tap into what you're meant to be, gifts from God, whatever it may be, or whoever you worship, tap into that because that's where your strengths are, and that's what you're meant to do, and not to be miserable. We're, we're all God's children. We're meant to be happy in His mm-hmm. in His creation and trust Him and look to Him for answers and help and ask for it. Don't be afraid and don't be too, you know, what do you call it? Out of ego. Mm-hmm. Be humble right. and have grace and for others, and your life become much simpler. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's <laughs> life's hard enough. You know, with things, especially right now, it's the crazy we've been talking about all day. It's insane what's happening in our world right now. But I choose, look at my son right there. Yeah. Home is my happy place. Yeah. Since I have to be in it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I created this room during right. the pandemic as well. This whole room has been created. I could change it all. I've changed my kitchen. Like, I'm constantly upgrading and up-leveling my own life. Right. Because I can and I choose to. And it, don't let money and time and other people hold you back from whatever it is that you choose to do. You want to paint your kitchen cabinets? Paint your kitchen cabinet. Like, find right. some way. You it, Don't let, you know, anything like finances stop you because you'll find the money if you want it. Mm-hmm. I know women, they want a pair of shoes and they yeah. don't have the money. They're going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that for a bit, right? Yeah. We, as women, get very creative to get what we want. <laughs> it's true. And so don't let the things like that hold you back. And, and you hear about that and, you know, objections and all that. Oh, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I'm too busy. Right. My husband won't allow it. Whatever. I've heard it all through the years and mm-hmm. it's all nonsense. Yeah. If you want something, you can get it. I'm living proof. I get everything I want. <laughs> well, you busted your butt to do it. Correct. That's right. Because I took action and mm-hmm. I make it happen. Yeah. Doesn't just, these things aren't easy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting any of this stuff called life easy we all have things coming at us it's just how we deal with it and how we come out on the other end of it right. and the attitude we have during it is key and if you're miserable and you hang out with miserable people you're going to go down that miserable path mm-hmm. it's look around at who you hang out with who you choose to be around what are they doing are they mentoring you or are they holding you down like you get to choose i choose people that are way above me mm-hmm. and i like to learn i'm constantly learning yeah. But I'm also sharing and, and serving and coaching. So it's like it trickles down. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. And then on top of that, you know, that's that's a 6,000-year-old Mesopotamian saying is, uh, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Exactly. So. We are who you hang out with. Yeah. yeah. You hang out with losers. You're going to be a loser. <laughs> I 
and choose not to. <laughs> well, because life offers you so many right. things. And we're just like, glad, Lauren, you live like you're a billionaire. Because I choose to. Mm-hmm. Do I have a billion dollars? No, but my friends do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, and nothing wrong with that. I'm not too humble to, to <laughs> say it, right? Right. I get, to, I get invited to beautiful things, and I'm very blessed. But I'm grateful, and I respect people, and I enjoy people for what they are. And I don't try to change anybody. Do I want to empower people? Absolutely. Yeah. But I accept people. Do I judge people? Absolutely not. I've been judged my whole life. My, one of my chapters in my book is do not judge a book by its cover. Right. Literally. Except my book, because it's fabulous. Right. <laughs> you can judge my photo all you want. <laughs> and, and it's white and purple, which are two of your favorite colors. They're my branded colors. Yeah. That's right. So uh, it's all good. It's, again, it's all a choice. Really, at the end of the day, you can choose right. your long, your choose your life. We're born into certain things, I understand. But you can choose a new family. If you don't like the one you've been born into, love them. Give them grace and choose a, choose your friends for your family. Right. You know, it's it's not complicated unless you make it complicated. That's for sure. Well, let's say you know the power hour has gone gone extremely well, but you only have three more episodes to record. Oh boy, who are the last three people that you want to interview that you haven't had a chance to interview yet that like need to need to be on the show for you? need to be on the show? Yeah, so you're completely satisfied with the show that these are the three people you need to have that be like. If it ends tomorrow, okay, I'm cool. God, that's a loaded question. Because I live so much for today and not in the future. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just being transparent. You know, I just love, um, I'm a big J-Lo fan still. No matter what people say about her, I just think she's epic. Because she's a triple threat. I think she's flawless. I love that she's over 50. I went to her concert, her big 50th birthday party. And just her energy and everything. And, and I, you know, got to work with her. And so... And we had a, a connection. So I think she would be a great one. She's, I've seen her on t- tons of interviews and she, I love the, her energy when she, how she interviews. She, she's just, she comes across very real. Whether that's her real life or not, I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to, I would find out if I got to interview her. I, I dig deep quick. But, um, her and let's see. I'd have to think because everybody I wanted to interview, I did already. Right. Honestly, I mean, like I said, I had a hundred percent closing rate of when I asked people to be on my show. They said yes. Forbes Riley, who's been on everything, she's like, of course we are, Lauren. We love you, and why wouldn't we want to be on your show? Of course everyone's going to say yes to you. And I'm like, you know what? I love that. Do you just expect it? Mm-hmm. You know, even Dr. Harbin, I was a little leery. She's in India, and she's just, like, amazing. Again, I one of the women I completely respect. And someone just goes, just ask her. And I messaged her on Facebook in two seconds. I've, like, I got a response back. Of course, sis, I would love to be an honor to be on your show. I'm like... Oh my gosh, right? And Dr., you know, uh, it's, it's just amazing. I was crying when I gave her my book on stage the last time I was in India. So, like, I've just been, I've already had the opportunity to pretty much do anything I want. I'm sure by the time it gets to that, I'll think of more people. Right. So, J-Lo, if you're listening, just <laughs> give me a call. Get on my show. I wanted, you know, I wanted to be on the Ellen Show real bad, but now I don't know if I want to. Right. You With know. the scandal and everything that hit. Yeah, just, you know, because I'm not a fan of mean people. Mm. You know, like I said, I don't care how famous and rich you are. You don't need to be mean to other people. Mm. Especially that work for you. Right. Those are people that you should be the kindest to because they make you. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's people that don't appreciate their fans. Mm. I think that's a huge mistake. I've always loved my fans. I've toured all over the world meeting my fans in person. I love the body and the physique and the strength and power of a female bodybuilder. You know, that's how I bought all these homes and stuff is from them. One by one, like literally, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So to be mean to them, it's like, are you kidding me? These people pay my bills. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. 
it's true, but people lose sight of that. I think fame, you know, can kind of hurt people sometimes. You see it a lot in Hollywood. Yeah. A lot of it's fake and it's not, you know, it's not real and that's, that's part of it's sad to me. You've seen a lot of people kill themselves over it. They can't handle it. But other people turn their lives around. Justin Bieber being one of them. I was so proud of him and I was honored to work with him as well. And he's seen all his Christian posts on, on Instagram and he's gone in another direction. That's right. Millie agrees. Yeah, see. <laughs> Coach <laughs> Millie. Coach Millie. It's in the house. She's in all my videos. She's on the mat. She's training every day. She gets her clients on the mat, coaches them, keeps everybody inspired, counts their reps. <laughs> She's the one with the tracker just yeah, yeah. dinging it. Wouldn't that be funny? That's that a good idea. Great. I gotta teach her that. Get her a little bell that she rings yeah. every time she does a rep. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, Millie, you better get busy on your keep around here or your back surgery costs. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Pay your you medical gotta pay bill. the medical bills, yeah. you know. <laughs> right in your diva shirt. Alright, so let's say mm. you get a biopic. Another trick something. question, here we go. Yeah. Okay. You get a biopic, you know, uh, Beneath the Muscle, it's been a bestseller in 11 countries, international bestseller. Right. You've won 10 championships, you've won multiple awards and everything else, now you get a biopic. Who plays you? Ha! <laughs> J-Lo, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no-brainer. She's an, She's epic. <laughs> Who would play me? That's a really good question. Yeah. I'd play myself, actually. All the stuff I've gotten to do, I'm much better on camera when I'm myself mm-hmm. versus having to learn lines yeah. and all that. I'm not a scripted actor. I'm not a scripted speaker. I'm not a scripted writer. I just have been gifted to be able to speak at the spur of the moment mm-hmm. about any topic. It doesn't matter what it is. Just whatever comes out of my mouth is what's supposed to come out. I'm unfiltered, <laughs> uncensored, unfiltered. You never know what's going to come out, so be careful. No, I just. But I think that's a gift, being able to stand in front of a huge room of very powerful people and speak from the heart and not be intimidated, and they love it, and I get awards for it. So that's I think I'm on the right track. Where it's like, no, let me write a script for you. Let me teach you how to speak. And you have to have this and make your offer and have bonuses and limiters and blah, 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 and all these strategies and stuff. And I'm like, I get it. I've seen it now. I understand it. And I can follow what works. You know, I'm not against you know, how people are making money. Right. But I don't like to take advantage of people and I don't want to <clears throat> get in the hype of it because then that comes back at you too. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It just does. So I'm just real. And if you put the money first above anything, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You just are. Money is just energy, and it's very feminine energy. Mm-hmm. It's meant to flow. It comes and goes. You hoard it, it's no good. You just have to serve. You know, the more, like, I tithe in my church, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden I look at my bank account, I like, money just comes out of nowhere. It's, like, amazing at how that happens. I just thank God all the time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, God. Because I don't expect money in the mail. I, hear, like, I get, like, a residual check mm-hmm. for something I did, like, in 2001 or something. Like, a Hallmark movie I was in. Right. Still get residual checks. Seth Rogen, I was in the, that interview. Mm-hmm. The controversial one yeah. with North Korea. Yeah. That's right. You're the movie critic. You, mm-hmm. Of course you know. He upped our pay. Such a cool dude. He had so much fun with us on set that, because we were just day players for the cameo appearance, mm-hmm. whatever, for, like, a background thing, but it's a specialty background. But he upped our pay not once, he upped it by twice. So we got credits, we get residuals, it's when it goes to, you know, DVD and internet and foreign. 
we get all this stuff. Nice. Still, it's amazing. He didn't have to do that. The PA kept coming over, like, "Come on, you guys, we'd have to sign new contracts." He's like, <laughs> "He must really like you guys." He said that the first time. The second time, he was like, "He really likes you guys." He he have to pay again. I'm uh, like, "How cool is that?" Right. So like, I respect that. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to do any of that, but it, he had fun with it. That worked with two two bodybuilders and myself, but that there was just three of us. And I remember like, oh my, I'm not leaving this without getting a picture with Seth, right? right? And all the guys were like too embarrassed to do this. Finally, I'm like, at lunch, the break, I'm like, Seth, can I, can I get, get a picture with you? You know, I'm like, you're so cool, been a big fan for years and stuff. And he's like, oh, are you kidding me? I want my picture with you. <laughs> you know, and he's like, yeah, come here. And then the guys jump in and then everybody, you know, they follow my lady. I'm like, he's, Bastard, dude, like too chicken to ask for him. And now there's a photo of you gorilla pressing uh, Seth Rogen, right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a really cute photo of us. It's uh, it's in my book, actually. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So. I just have to ask. These people are cool, and I think they respect. You know, I'm not starstruck by anybody. Right. Really, I'm just not. It, because they look at me, and I'm so different. They want their picture with me because right. I'm not some crazy starstruck fan. Mm-hmm. Cause that gets old for them too, and I yeah. get that. You know, sometimes because I'm wearing mat, I have people like wanting pictures with me, and I'm just trying to eat my lunch and mm-hmm. socialize with my friends. You know, and it's like people are like, "Wait, can I get a picture?" And, you know, because then they see it. What if somebody does it? Right. Either nobody talks to me at all, right? Or if they come and then they see that I'm cool and I'll let it, right. do it then I get a line. Yeah, hundred percent of the time, it's so <laughs> crazy. People are such followers, right? Right? People are scared to ask me. Sometimes I catch people like staring at me or pointing and I can know they're talking about me. Just please don't ask in the bathroom. That's our one request for Lauren. Don't ask her for a photo in the bathroom. Oh, we just did a little thing. Meet me in the ladies room. <laughs> right the night we were up in LA at the Lowe's Hotel, whatever. Like, meet me in the ladies room. My friends are, they're, they are singers. They're singing. We're all in the bathroom. It was hilarious. Got a lot of, got of views on that. Cause we just have fun. Right. Like, I don't care. I, I really don't care what people think anymore. I'm just I'm not into, I don't care. You can't. You know, I coached this, my gal today, she was so worried about other people's thoughts of her. I'm like, babe, at the end of the day, people, they don't care. They care about themselves. Right. They really do. Yeah, they'll make one fleeting comment. And, and, then, uh, yeah. and then they move on. Mm-hmm. But don't let that ruin your day. Who right. cares? These people don't pay your bills. They don't right. impact your life. What, what do you care what they think? Right. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You, cannot, you just can't. You just cannot yeah. care. If I care what people said about me all these years, I've been dead a long time ago. <laughs> Honesty. It's true. I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's true. Cause I'm, when you dare to be different, that's another topic of my other one of my, one of my talks. I just have that title, dare to be different. So my whole thing is, why fit in when you're born to stand out? Right. You see, look at me, you've seen my cars and my yeah. eyelashes. All, who tried, who does that? Nobody. Right. You put eyelashes on, on, on my Harley. Like, Hello. Yeah. I'm the only one like, that I know in yeah. the world that has that. And yeah. I love it. And I get comments that win shows. Mm-hmm. It's got lights. Harley bought the, Lights for the floorboards, and <laughs> I've been to Harley um, big projects. Right. So, yeah, because it's different. Are you still willing to skateboard, or did you give that up completely? No, I still have some boards in the in the um, in my garage. I still pull them out once in a while. I had to do a audition on them. I can't remember what project it was, but I can still do some freestyle stuff. I don't jump in the pools or any of that crazy stuff. You know how to pool skater? No, especially now. I broke my arm. I told you when I uh, met the or got on the Pepsi skateboard team when I was younger. It's my first big deal. I fell from the top of the pool to the bottom on my arm. I stood up. My wrist looked looked like a staircase. 
Yeah, that was going into ninth grade of high school. So I went to, <laughs> went to my first day of high school in this huge cast with said Pepsi team and all this stuff. <laughs> it was kind of cool. You got a Pepsi sleeve going. Yeah, the whole thing. All, <laughs> yes. And I got out a lot of homework because it was my right hand. But, um, no, I just went on from the skateboarding to surfing and then I can still wakeboard. My um, chosen sister has an epic boat and we take it out in the ocean. I wakeboard like a mad person. I love it. Jump the wakes and all that. I love to water ski and I still do all these things at my age and I do them well. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because I like to be diversified. I'm sure if I just did one thing, you become really good at one thing, but I get bored pretty easily. So I like to do a lot of things. That's the only child in you. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Because I get bored really fast too. So, you do? Yeah. See? Okay. That's why we cover comic books, you know, yeah, fitness, see, fitness, right? Yeah, you're like MMA, pro wrestling, movies, television, all that stuff. Gaming. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. You get just, bored quick. Not just one thing. No. You don't just do MMA. You right. Do. I mean, I could. I could do MMA. I could do movies only. I could do fitness expos. Right. And, and music festivals and concerts and beer festivals. But like after a while, like, there's only so much beer you can drink. You know? <laughs> there's only so many fights you can go to. There's only so many fighters you can talk to. There's only so many right, fitness expos. Right. There's only so many supplements that they can give you to try. Right. Know, or whatever else. <laughs> yeah, look at my garage. I'm like, my pantry. Right. And then you finally find a supplement that works, but the company goes out of business. Yes. So. <laughs> that is known to happen. Yeah. Unfortunately enough, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah, or the, or then you find out they put fenfen in it when that when that was legal right. and not realizing what it now they can't right and the effects that it had on people so <laughs> yeah all that stuff so I get it I get it so you just go with the flow stay flexible don't get fixed on one thing you yeah. just gotta just flexible and flow more f words you see you yeah. keep going there you go they just keep coming out and yeah. that's financial freedom <laughs> see more f's. And right. I tell people it's fun, but it's not free. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in life's free. I'm expensive to work with. <laughs> you're buying my expertise and all my years of experience when you train with me. But if your health is worth it, it doesn't matter what it costs. Right. Really, at the end of the day, you know, I have people really like take a look at if they went down, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. And what would that cost them per day, mm -hmm. per week, per month? What if they're out for a year? No income, no contribution to whatever they do, right. contribute. That adds up quick. So why not invest in yourself now before something tragic happens? Because we never know what tomorrow brings. Yeah. What's one thing that you would tell somebody that, say they're listening to this right now or any of the other interviews or even your own show, that's sitting there and go, yeah, she did it. Yeah, those people did it. But I can't do it. That is a limiting belief. You're telling yourself the C word that is the wrong word to say. You need to change your thoughts. You need to change your beliefs and go after something if you want it. People don't just have things like a miracle. Things don't just happen. No, you make things happen. You create them. You have passion for it or you have purpose and you have dedication. Things I've been talking about this whole interview. There's steps to all of this. It doesn't just snap your finger. We're not, you know, we're not God and we're not witches or just go like this and make, you know, magicians. No, you have to do the work. But you have to be willing to do the work and go after it. So by just saying, oh, I can't, that's great for them, but I can't. It happens to me all the time. That's nonsense. No, you can too. And I prove it over and over again with 
other clients of mine that try to say that to me. That's just being lazy, and it's a cop-out, and it's a cheap shot to yourself. The only one you're hurting is yourself. You're not hurting me. You're not hurting you. You're hurting yourself when you just sit there and go, oh, I can't. That's weak to me. No, you can if you want to. Mm. And then that back to, like, you have to decide to. You have to want whatever it is you're going after. Mm. You don't want it. It's not going to happen, at least for me anyways. Right. If I don't want to do something, you might as well consider it never getting done because <laughs> I'm the most immovable person mm-hmm. if I don't want to do something. But on the other hand, I'm the most unstoppable person when I want to do something. Like, literally, nothing gets in my way. Nothing. I don't hurt people along the way or step right. over people or whatever to get what I want. No, but I'm, it's a mindset of being unstoppable. But I'm unstoppable and immovable on this other end of the spectrum. So for the people that say that, it's their fallback. And that's an easy way out to me. And I think, I believe that's a cop out. It's a limiting belief and you're selling yourself short. And so the only one again that loses is you. So if you want to sit there and, and go, why me or why not me or the pity party thing, then that's your choice. Right. Again, back to the word choice. We all get to choose how we want. You can choose your partner. You can choose where you want to live. You can choose your home. You can choose the car. You can choose. We have choices every second of every day. Mm-hmm. And we all have the same amount of minutes in the day. So why, you know, choose wisely, mm-hmm. but choose with intention and dedication and with gratitude and with faith and do things, you know, and be like, quote unquote, a good person. Don't lie, cheat or steal or all these crazy things just to get ahead and get what you want. Cause it else comes back. Trust me, this stuff comes back. I've seen it through the years. This karma thing, what they say, karma is a bitch. It really is because we're meant to, to, like earn things, like earn people's trust and earn respect and all those things. You don't just get it. Right. You know, this is just real basic life stuff to me, but it's not. People need to hear this because not everybody follows it, unfortunately. What's going on in our world? Yeah. Corruption and lies and cheating and stealing and all this horrible stuff and they're getting away with it. That's yeah. the frustrating part. You know, we've been discussing this since we met and it's, mm-hmm. you know, but then how we choose to look at it. We can go be followers and sheep and be live in fear. But I personally, and I know you do too, we choose to live with, with faith versus fear. And I think that's as simple as that. Yeah. It really is. It's, and so those beliefs to answer that question are real simple. Instead of just take the tea off the can't. Mm. <laughs> so simple. I like that. <laughs> just take the tea off the can't. Yeah. Get it. You can keep the posture if you want to right. <laughs> <laughs> and make it quotations. I can. <laughs> and you tell yourself, I can, I can, I can, and I will, and I am. Right. Versus I won't, I can't, never going to happen. I'm not enough. I'm too old. I'm too young. I've heard it all, people, and it's just, it gets old. It's right. not. I'm too short. I'm too, too tall. Some, I'm too fat. Yeah. I'm too this, I'm too yeah. yeah. It's called excuses. Mm-hmm. It's a waste of your time. Yeah. Don't make an excuse for something you want. Then you must not really want it if you make an excuse not to have it. That's right. my take on it. Because if you want something, you can get it. You just figure it out. I dig it. Yeah. Lauren, where okay. can we find you on social media if we want to connect with you? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> my team. If not, they're fired. <laughs> um, but no, you've got mypowerhourtv.com. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the latest. 
So it's all new. It's refreshed. There's a new calendar there. There's a link to, to get on a free call with me. So if your viewers want more of me or want to find out how I can help them get results to better themselves, uh, they can just jump on my calendar and uh, the link is there on powerhourtv.com. That's the big link I want to, to um, promote because it's all, it's all new and fresh. And then the laurenpowers.com, my name. Of course, that's my standard website. The book is on there, how to work with me, book with me, why work with me, past photos, all that kind of stuff's on that site. And then there's, of course, the um, links to my Facebook fan page, my personal page, my Instagram page, my Twitter page, my LinkedIn page, blah, blah, blah. Your YouTube page. YouTube page. Your TikTok page. Yeah, not on TikTok. <laughs> that's just like, I'm just so burned out with so many of these. Me, every time I turn around, there's a new thing, Snapchat, like... You're supposed to be on all of them. I just, I just can't. You're supposed to really only focus on one for your audience and marketing, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm spread out a little bit, but it is what it is. So I'm everywhere. So whatever platform your viewers are on, they can find me. Um, I'd love people to subscribe on my YouTube because I'm really building that now. I think that's a really fun, fun platform to be on. Facebook was my only one that I really personally was on a lot, but now I'm, Instagram, of course, is taking over. Yeah. And then you've got the YouTube. So, and LinkedIn is good for business. So everybody has their place mm-hmm. with me, but I am on all of them. But the powerhourtv.com is great. If you want the free book, go to uh, beneathemuscle.com. If you want more info on me, go to laurenpowers.com. And then you have all the links to the Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and YouTube. I did. Boom. So my final words are be strong, be fierce, be you. Boom. Mic drop. Correct. (laughs) High five. There we go. All right. Love you guys. (laughs) Thank you.